This is the Total Package, Lex Luger, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling for Life with Sean X Pac Welcome to Pro Wrestling for Life, everybody. I'm back from WrestleMania 37. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. And uh, so might as well bring my co-host in right now, Nick Houseman. What's up, Nick? Hi, Sean. Yes, happy uh, post-WrestleMania 37, man. Thank you very much. You go to yeah. all you go to how was how was it down there this year? What was it like? What did you say? I go to all of these? Yeah, you go to every WrestleMania. That's what you do. Yes. Yeah, yes, how, I do. How was this one different, you know? Uh, than uh, the past? Wow, it was so crazy because um, usually when you get off the plane or even like on the plane, on the flight to the city, okay, like it's full of people that are heading to WrestleMania too. And, you know, then you get off the plane and it's a bunch of people in the airport. It wasn't like that. It was just like, like there was, so like that was the first thing that was so different about, you know, this year's WrestleMania. It was like, it just wasn't as it wasn't as crowded at all. Like it was crazy how uncrowded it was. When you hit the stage for the NWO stuff, did you feel the crowd? Or how yeah. Did- oh yeah. Yeah. No. Here's the thing about that. Um, yeah, there were only like twenty five thousand, but that used to be a time when we'd be grateful for twenty five thousand people. Sure. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean, oh no, no. I guess. I mean, there was a time we couldn't drop fucking twenty five thousand people. Yeah, I, I guess barely for a WrestleMania. I, I guess I'm just saying. I guess because it's like meant for sixty, so it like sure as awesome as twenty five thousand people is, it's like not a full arena, right? Like it's still correct like third full, you know. Correct, but like the the, the it wasn't okay. It wasn't like like the energy of a full stadium, but they brought it. The people brought it. They did their part. Okay. You know, you could tell. You could feel it. It felt good. <laughs> you seem you seem very happy about it. Like, I am. Oh yeah. It was, it was amazing. Like, good. like it was just, you know, after, and you know, hats off to everyone that's gone out there and busted their ass and, you know, did their best to have the best match they could in front of no people, man. I, I just don't know how I'd have done it. Uh, well, we'll talk about the matches here just a little bit. Cause I know everybody yeah. wants thoughts on some of the top bouts, but, so, but, but you know, like I was, it was just, it was such it was it was so, it was so nice, so nice to see wrestling in front of people again, Nick. Oh, you sound like you just took a hot shower. You know, you feel yeah. like, okay, cleansed. All right, yeah, absolutely. Dipped in the waters. Well, good. Um, well, we uh, we're going to talk about more of the WrestleMania stuff here in literally just a couple minutes, but uh, we got a Hall of Fame worthy uh, show here, WrestleMania worthy show, right? Uh, yep. We're going to talk the news here right after the news block. You're going to hear uh, your conver- part of your conversation with the total package Lex Luger. And I know that yeah. this is an interview you didn't even really think was going to be able to happen, Sean. Well, I didn't know. You know, I mean, Lex and I were friends and, and, and all that. I just didn't know, like, how much, you know, how eager he was to do the show. Yeah. You know, because, like, there's a lot of things that, anyways, I want to save, like, the con, like, Okay. what we talked about for people to actually listen to the interview. Right? I like to call them conversations, not interviews, okay. by the way. Yeah. So, so great conversation that you have here with Lex. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I just, I didn't know that's all. And, and, you know, man, like, you know how it is. I don't like to ask people. So I know I don't like, you know, but that's why I'm here. 
I <laughs> thank you. Yes. I reached out to Lex Luger and, and it said the invite. And yeah, yeah. Lex took it. And this is a great conversation you have with Lex. And, you know, we always try to get at least 20, 30 minutes here for the show. And anything that's beyond that, that, that 20, 30 minutes we pick for the show, uh, this interview went like almost a little over 45 minutes. So we've got that. We've got the full length Ric Flair interview, the, the Chavo Guerrero interview, all these big full length interviews piling up right now over at the Pro Wrestling for Life Patreon page. We only yeah. have one tier, it's, it's $5. You get all these extended interviews. You get an ad-free version of the show in audio and, and video form. And uh, over the past week, Sean, I'm I'm just about there, but over 100 episodes of yeah. Xbox 12360 now behind the paywall. They're all going to disappear from YouTube and, and, and audio uh, platforms here pretty quick. So if you want all that great Xbox 12360 content, it's over at the Pro Wrestling for Life Patreon page now. And there are some gems in, in that, you know? Uh, I talked to a lot of people, a lot of friends, and you know, like I don't know, I've talked about it before. I, I, we might have talked about this last week, but sure. uh, yeah, just tons of really cool conversations. Some of them pretty long. Yeah, my favorite, know? my favorite when I was moving the archives over. There's an episode that features Joey Styles and Jesse Ventura, and I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. I was like, what an interesting uh, tandem of people for a pro wrestling podcast that Sean got together. Yeah, so I guess it was, you know. We were only getting like 30 minutes with Jesse. Okay. And, you know, I wanted to, at the time, you know, uh, have a longer show. And so we just added, added Joey to it. It was cool. It was a nice, it was cause I want Joey on the show anyways, but it just, it worked out good that we had both of them on the show. Well, awesome. Well, and that's yeah. the thing we like to do to do great pairings here. So we got Lex Luger here after the news, after Lex, you're going to hear uh, the full retrospective conversation uh, that you Sean have with other Sean Fightful's, Sean Ross Sapp, you guys look yeah. at the one, two, three kids running Chikara here. That'll be up a little later in the show. Yeah, it was, and uh, you know, it was, it was cool. Like when I found out that's what you want to talk about, I was like, okay, yeah, that like, oh, that's something that you know most people wouldn't choose as a topic. Yeah, but well, people would probably like to hear about. Oh, dude, this is a really good conversation. So we won't give yeah. you because I think you're going to learn a lot about this interesting sliver of time in your career where you got to work with Generico and all these other great people. So we'll get to that. And then, of course, at the end of the show, Sean, uh, the end of the playoffs uh, for, for Tic Tac Toehold, Gerard and EJ are back, and we we declare a winner this yes. week, Gerard and EJ on Tic Tac Toehold. Yeah, and uh, wow. Man, I was wondering if we were ever going to get to that thing. <laughs> It's a little longer, but look, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. Um, so anyway, we got a banger show here today, slam banger show, as I like to say. Uh, but before we get to all this great content, yeah, Sean, top line here, uh, WrestleMania. Um, yeah. what, what was uh, your favorite match? I guess we'll start from there. A match or moment? Is there anything that, that stood out to you from this year's WrestleMania? For me, nothing, nothing like, nothing uh, came close to Bianca and Sasha. Yeah, that was huge. Oh my god. <laughs> and 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 like um cheers to tj wilson for producing that also yeah yeah man that was it was man i felt feelings uh i haven't felt in a long time for a pro wrestling match yeah it was, was, yeah was it was it respect for your fellow wrestler is it because you knew it that? was just there was that was that was really important, and you know, some people might go, "Oh, it's not Black History, it's not Women's History, it's just history." No, this is historical for Black 
women. They they usually get like, you know, they usually don't get their. Uh, and I'm just talking about in in general. Yeah, black women do not get the credit that they deserve, and and to, and to see that and to see the, you know, um, uh, Bianca out there just like trying to hold back the tears. Uh, it's making me want to cry right now, you know, because I know them. I know them. And, you know, I worked with Bianca down at uh, uh, Performance Center. Uh, and I've known Sasha for a while because I used to, back when she was still on FCW, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, it's just, and, you know, it was so cool to see that. And, you know, it was important, you know, for those things. And it was a great match. It was yeah. a great main event. It, it was a great main event. And and you bring up a lot of really good points. You know, I, I mean, having been with the company as long as you have, Sean, right? Did you, I mean, it, it's like such a kind of trite question. Like, did you ever think we'd get here? But I mean, like, realistically, like, looking at the, the waves you've seen happen in WWE, like, I mean, does it surprise you? Are you are you heartened by this kind of thing when you see this? Like, is it genuine? I think it's maybe a bigger question a lot of fans have, you know? I think it is. I, I think a lot of people there, you know, are... Are, are making an honest effort and wanting to do the right thing. You know, um, you know, some of them are learning as they go, you know, uh, um, but I, I just, I think they did an amazing job of featuring, you know, you know, like, I mean, just, you know, Bobby Lashley as the, as the, you know, champ and, and retaining the championship. Yeah. That was the, yeah, remember we talked about that. Yeah, it was a well, it was a big surprise. And like last week we talked about like how you thought that it would take the wind out of Drew's sails if he wasn't able to pick this up. You cited Lex Luger, who's gonna be on the show. Yeah. Did it did it still land like that to you? Do you think that this sets back Drew this No, not now? like that. And I'm gonna tell you why, because it wasn't the last thing people saw of the night. Like the Lex thing, SummerSlam, that was the la that was the main event, the last thing of the night. And like so, you know, it was on first, it was a Smart decision to put that match on first. Yeah, it was really great, man. What did uh, do? You, do you have any opinions on what happened the night after WrestleMania with T Bar and Mace coming out to uh, to attack Drew McIntyre? Like, I don't know if, if that. No, no, no. Like, uh, just to be honest with you and everyone else <laughs> watching, um, uh, I didn't see it. Okay, I, I didn't see that part of Raw. Oh well, well, okay. Well, retribution is. Dude, uh, I'm still jet lag. I'm still jet lag like a motherfucker. Never mind. Well, then, like, well, back to Mania here. You talked about how much you loved uh, Sasha and Bianca. Yeah. Uh, the other big ma match, obviously, people really love. The only match that, like, outside of the Bianca-Sasha one felt like a Mania match to me, Edge, Daniel Bryan. Um, oh, and, so great. And Roman. Yeah? You loved it? So great. Yes. And I loved the finish. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yes. It, oh, Roman over strong like that. That was the right thing to do. There's uh, people that say that he pulled Edge on top of Daniel Bryan, and so technically Edge pinned Daniel Bryan as well. Whatever. Would you, would you touch that? Would you make, no. would Edge make <laughs> no? Shut up. I, I'm just saying. I see it all. The, I mean, there's, we haven't. We don't know what's happening on SmackDown as this airs. I mean, it may, oh, well, well, technically. Shut up. Okay. Uh, they put Jay over too. He won the Andre Memorial Battle Royal trophy. Oh, good. Good for him. That's yeah. he deserves. Man, that guy's been doing incredible work all year, right? I can uh, talk about Jey Uso, right? Oh yeah, J yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. Yeah, 
Man, well, uh, th- let we talked about all the highlights here. I'll ask you about the also, one- man, like Riddle and and um, Riddle and Sheamus. Uh, I I enjoyed that, um, and I want I want to give props to Sheamus because a lot of people would have risked their opponent's health uh, instead of just coming down off of the off of the rope like he did. Well, he, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the white noise trying to do off the top. Yes, Got yes. You. Mm-hmm. And instead of risking breaking uh, Riddle's neck, he just he went down. Oh, and that's the right. match was still fine. That's right. They had this slip there, and yes. the was very yeah. dangerous. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people would just said, "No, I want to get my shit in," and fucking possibly broken his goddamn neck. Well, some people are fucking j- j- selfish like that. Okay, well, you don't want to name names. They take it. No. Okay, wonderful. No. Uh, well, you talk about a lot of stuff you like. I'll ask you about something that's kind of got mixed reviews. That's the Alexa Bliss fiend moment there where she bleeds black blood um do you does that do you like this kind of uh over the top stuff is this working for you right now no i'm not like like, it's just not my cup of tea man some people like it and i'm not not like if you like that that's fine there should be room for all kinds of stuff i just didn't like how it was done and i'm a big i'm a big fan of both of those guys yeah is there anything is there anything you would do differently with fiend right now that you think would maybe get let him win that's good advice you know i mean simple as that nick really it is yeah for sure yeah. um uh what did you uh what are your thoughts on uh, rhea ripley getting uh crowned there taking the uh women's championship from oscar oh good for her good for her um yeah. you know i think people knew that was gonna happen right yeah i think i mean yeah. it's, but it's weird because like i think they want rhea to be a heel and she doesn't feel like a heel to me she feels right. like a Feels like a badass baby face to me. Yeah. All right. yeah that's true. And and, and also um, huge props. Mad respect to Bad Bunny. Oh, that's right. We gotta we gotta close with Bad Bunny here. So he delivered. You put him over last week. You thought he was gonna deliver. You, you think oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people were thinking the same thing as as I was about not being sure everyone was gonna just react to him as a baby face, right? Right. Wrong. The people were all in with Bad Bunny. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. And uh, they had a hell, hell of a match. Uh, I was really happy for Priest. Uh, everyone knows. Well, I don't know if everyone knows, but, you know, I'm a big supporter of his. Uh, and uh, he did great. It's a shame that they did the ne- stuff they did with them next night on Raw. But So you did see that? I heard. Okay. I didn't need to see it. God, they just they, they just insist on doing shit like that. Hey, so I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy foods, and realize I basically can't eat anything anymore, man. Yes, I know. You're I getting, mean, it's really like that. You're getting ready for a big in-ring return. You got to be in, in prime shape right now. Yeah, and and I like to uh, I like to eat healthy. I like to eat clean. Yep. Uh, I like to keep my carbs to a minimum. And uh, um, we have Magic Spoon. Yeah, man, Magic Spoon. I, I love this. It's a it's a great cereal. They sent us the variety pack, which is what we're going to get to the promo yes. here. Second, but I mean, you got the fruity cereal, the frosted cereal, the peanut butter, peanut chocolate. butter. Yeah, dude. They that's the thing is they they told us when they sent us the cereal, they're like mix the chocolate and the peanut butter, make yourself a little peanut butter cup cereal, dude. I still haven't tried that one yet. 
dude, it's so good. But that's the thing is like, we've had a chance to actually try this. And like, you hear this and you're like, okay, it's got zero grams of sugar. It's 13 to 14 grams of protein, right? Keto friendly, yep. gluten free, grain free, soy free. That's the, 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 the impressive part is like for a bowl of cereal to have 13 to 14 grams of protein. That's, that's insane, man. Um, yeah. That's a lot of protein. And there's, like you said, zero grams of sugar and like only 140 calories per serving. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. is, so like you hear all this stuff, right? And you're like, oh, health food stuff, right? Health food stuff is weird and not always tastes good. I mean, we can both vouch, Sean. This is like a really delicious, guilt-free cereal for adults. I mean, this is really good stuff. Yeah, but regardless, it still feels like I'm doing something wrong when I eat it. I know. Like, I, know. I mean, oh, like, oh, like. I can't believe I'm, you know, I'm, it feels like I'm having a cheat meal or something. Right. You know? Honestly. But, but you're, you shouldn't feel that way, Sean. You shouldn't feel guilty. That's the whole point of this. It's a guilt-free cereal. Magic Spoon, you get to eat this thing. Yeah, you know? Well, I'm, I think I'm over it, Nick, because uh, I love Magic Spoon, man. Like, uh, it's the best. Uh, like, honestly, if they weren't sponsors, after being turned on to it, I'd be ordering it, you know? Well... Like, yeah, well, <laughs> for sure, man. There's always time to order more. And that's the thing is we've got a, a great promo code for anybody out there who's listening and they want to try Magic Spoon like you did. You loved it, Sean. Yes. So, like, if you want to try Magic Spoon, I highly recommend it. Uh, go to magicspoon.com slash PRO to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code PRO at checkout to save $5 off your order. Yeah, and, and look, Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. I was literally told if you open it and you try it, you don't like it, you can pour it back into the box in anger, slap a sticker on it, shoot it to UPS, and they will give you your money back, Sean. Okay, yeah, but guess what? What? I wouldn't be wanting my money back because no. like, like honestly that variety pack uh, would be gone uh, within two days, two or three days. Yeah. I know that seems ridiculous, but I go through a lot of food. I eat like a horse, Nick. It's insane how much I eat. People look at me and they go, I can't believe you eat that much. You're not yeah. fat. Yeah, I know. Well, you're a very good hey. shape. Magic spoon. Yeah. yeah. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash P-R-O and use the com use the use the promo code P-R-O to save five dollars off your order. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yes, Magic Spoon. Thank you very much. Hey, um, you know, as far as your, your time in the horseman, Lex, I thought you brought a lot to the horseman, you know? Um I thought like you're looking at you were you were a horse like to me like I thought you fit in perfect with the, with those guys. Yeah, the timing of it was really good. They wanted some muscle because they yeah. rode up against the road warriors and a lot and the Kita and a lot of big guys. So they felt like as good as Oli was, they obviously one of the greats and originals and a great worker. But they wanted a they wanted to have something kind of a muscle guy amongst sure. the horse. So the timing of that was was once again for me golden opportunity to go in there and work with those guys right now yeah, right off the bike gosh unbelievable yeah but but Lex 
it, you weren't just a muscle guy. Like you dressed nicely. You had the, the look and you were really, you were sharp, man. You know, like, well, that was, that was smart. all Flair and Dusty behind the scenes. Tell me what to say and do and dress. And Flair, I tell Flair now, we joke all the time, by the way, to have me on following up the nature boy, Ric Flair. I know you've got a huge litany of big stars you can call upon to, I'm honored to be on, oh, on one of your earlier shows and, <laughs> and be a part of this. It's really cool. But speaking of the nature boy, he, he, he took me under his wing, man. When I saw him that first time in Daytona, when we talked yeah. about Florida, yeah. I said, man, I want to be like Rick. He got out of that limo with the Rolex and the custom suit and the alligator shoes. And, yeah. and I said, and the, and the man, I said, I want to be like him. And Rick really took me under his wing with the horseman, told me images, everything. He tell me what kind of car to buy, where to buy my suits, custom made suits, where to get my robes made. And yeah. I wanted to be like, literally like Rick. I said, Rick, you ruined me. I said, I go, you were my role model. And he, yeah. he laughs. We have a great time with that now. I, well, I mean, one of the cool things, like always, you always had a presidential Rolex. I remember. Oh, that was Nate. You yeah. Got, if you're going to buy a watch, but. But I went in the shop for him, Sean, and I and I went in the store and I said, "Man, how much are these?" And at the time, they were like twenty grand or something. Yeah. With the diamonds on them, they're probably more than that now. Haven't shopped for Rolex in a long time, but um, the salesman must have seen me coming a mile away. He goes, "I go, man, twenty thousand watch." I asked the dumbest question. I go, "Do they keep good time?" <laughs> no, and the sales guy had a great line ready for me in my massive ego time. He goes, "Flex, you're a big star," and he goes. If you can afford this watch, you don't need to know what time it is. You ain't punching a time clock. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, he had me sold at that. I was like, oh. okay, I got to have one of these. Oh my Dude, gosh. I was, when I was, when I was traveling with you, like uh, when I first came, like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, they're like full disclosure to everyone watching and listening. Like we tried to do this the other day, but there was technical difficulties. Right, Lex, right. Lex was nice enough to, to reschedule. But and like, buy a pair of headphones for $19.95 from Amazon. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> um, but like Lex, you were you were incredibly good to me. Like when I first got uh to to WWF, right? Like I couldn't rent a car and you know, you kind of took me in, like, hey, you could travel with me, like you don't have to yeah, worry you were about it. Be, what was the age then? 25 to rent a car, something crazy. Yeah, right? yeah. I was Back barely then? I was 20. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, plus know, I wasn't making any money. It was one of those things Matt Suda taught me as well, to be honest with you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed our time together. But Matt Suda always told me to to give the new guys and the, and the locker room a, a, you know, a hand up if you yeah. can, you know. And I'm, I'm traveling on the road and everything kind of in Florida. I learned that. And um, it was something that I thought we're all kind of supposed to do. And so yeah. I, Flair taught me, hey, don't which I got kind of heat for some of my, my image with, with some of the guys out Flair told me stay at a nice hotel, you know, rent, rent, don't, don't rent a, a mid-sized car, rent a Cadillac. So yep. I had, I had a nice car and a, so a I was, room and a, and I was traveling. Guy, so I'm like, Hey, yeah. so I want to jump in with me. We were, we had fun. It was great. You were a great company. Went yeah. to the gym and worked out. And it's fun to have somebody to hang out with. So I, I think I got as much or more out of it than you do. Now I've learned in my life, it's mu it is truly is much better to serve others and give than to receive. So, man, I, I really enjoyed our time together. Oh, I it was really great. Did. 
It was great. Yeah. Like the, the, the reason I brought it up right now, though, because we we're talking about Rolex, is like I was dying to get a Rolex. Oh, oh my no. god! Oh, I wanted to keep up with the Joneses so and, bad. And did you? I ended up getting one off of Eddie Sharkey that that he got from like you know if you got something from Eddie Sharkey, chances are it was stolen. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the old. It was the. It was an old actual quartz model. Like oh, wow, Rolex. Okay. Rolex made a quartz. Uh, model two, but it had the clicking, the clicking uh, right. second hand. Yeah. So everyone thought it was fake instead of the sweeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh everyone thought God. it was fake. Well, it you was did actually Rolex. That's good. Yeah, but then I got one later on when I started actually making money. But yeah, oh my God, it was so important to me at the time. Oh yeah, so image, image, image. Flick Flair told me image is everything. <laughs> yeah, he told every everything. Car I bought, spent a bunch of money on, or a big house. I think I've always had Ric Flair uh, ring my ears, Lex image enhancement image enhancement so right. i was justified with that he gave me the rationalization to do it hey lex hey can we talk about wbf for a little bit yeah absolutely um am i right in in saying that like you came into the w to the that was your way of coming into wwf that was a right? one-year contract with wbf yeah, yeah with, with and like and like it was was that a way to to give you guaranteed money when other people weren't making guarantees well, it was, How did that, was it that? was a way to, if I was going to forego the money I left on the table at WCW, yeah, uh, it was a way to segue me with a year off, which I had to take. I had a, year, a little over a year left on my WCW contract right, that I agreed to WCW not to wrestle. So right. it was a way to getting around the wrestling and make a living and mm -hmm. involved with wrestling, but do it through the WBF. So right. it actually was kind of a win-win for me and as a way for Vince to kind of lock me into a, a contract, you know, I didn't sign my wrestling contract. We knew as soon as the WBF contract was up in a year that I was going to obviously uh, sign a wrestling contract. So that was the deal we worked out. So that 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 worked out very, very really, really well. Did it? Was there ever any serious consideration of you doing a a, a bodybuilding show? I was going to be a guest poser. I had that motorcycle wreck, right. but I was going to do a, like a guest posing. I couldn't have gotten stage with those. Those guys were top like. Eh. bodybuilders but yeah I, but... I was gonna do like a guest pose kind of a, a fun thing uh with that which i was looking forward to i'd never been able to stay home and like really right. train and diet hard so you know what a workout fanatic i was that was like a really fun time but i was disappointed that i missed out on actually doing that guest pose because i was i show people uh the picture all the time i did it social media so people ask do ask me about what was in your fifth year when you thought you were the best peak condition ever. I show him a photo right before I had the motorcycle wreck close yeah. to that guest posing. I was going to do that. I go, that was me being able to stay home and eat right. That was the best shape I was ever in in my life. Wow. For sure. They, um, they had a few guys like that were actually great. Like, like to me, Gary Stridham was the top heavyweight bodybuilder at the time. Oh, he was and, the best in the body. world at the time. Vince had, a, yeah. Vince signed those guys up that were, they were the, they were the top guys. Without a doubt, in the world of bodybuilding, for sure. It was just crazy, though. Like, like by the time the first show ran around, uh, all of a sudden, WBF was drug testing, and like, man, yeah. what a difference, huh? Like, I Gary Stridham didn't look like he followed the rules, though. Yeah, it, it was a, it was really hard on the guys uh, to go through. You can't the drug do testing. that. Yeah, I mean, to go all of a sudden like that uh, from the PEDs to nothing, and the drug testing was legit, as as you know. You damn when right. We were first in WWE. People ask me all the time. The WWE drug testing uh, when I was there was 
I mean, sometimes they do a three nights in a row. That was it was the real deal. Vince was going through that trial at the time. He didn't want, he wanted no part of anything with his crew, his wrestlers, yeah. any kind of uh, PEDs. So we we were heavily tested. You, I know you remember yeah. that. You damn right. Because yeah. remember remember they had Dr. Morrow D. Pasquale. Yeah, I, I mean, I was trying yeah. to hang on to whatever muscle I could uh, when we were tra- when we, that couple years when I was in WB. Yeah. Alexis Preston, I, I was drug free. I mean, wow. that, that was bru- that was at the time I thought was brutal so, to go off and have to go. That, that was a big adjustment for me at the time as well. That's almost sure. in, like, honestly, Lex, that's almost inhumane, man. Like to do that to, to guys, like to just make guys just cold Turkey. Like I, I know what that feels like. Yeah. To, it was to, hard to, on the guys. test levels to go down that. like that. Not that we're going to yeah. get a pity party for taking uh, illegal drugs from anybody out there. But at the time, as we know, medically, it's hard to just come off definitely cold turkey. Yeah. It's a big adjustment on the, on the body, your, your endocrine system, all that goes out of balance. So it yeah. was tough on the guys, for sure, those, yeah. those who did take PEDs. You weren't really, like, you weren't a big, like, you know, I know, like, a lot of people might think you were, like, a big steroid guy or whatever. But, like, you don't, you weren't, you didn't really use that much. I took PEDs, but I had a... Not, but the dosage were nothing. I had a uh, agent who was a... Uh, had his, like, his doctorate in, uh, in um, the medical field. And he yeah. always did my blood work and always made me clear on and off. He's, he always tried to tell me less was more. So if there He's is right. a safe way to take PEDs, he, I, I was monitored, never was on a, a big stack of stuff or a, a really large doses. But I definitely did use PED. It was, it was so prevalent at the time. So sure. I mean, it would have been great if none of us did and we were all on a level playing field that way as well. But it, that was the reality of, of the day back in the day. And so that that's that's what we did. And the thing is, a lot of people don't understand. Like, you can see one guy and you think he's on a ton of shit. And, um, and you see another guy and he just looks like, eh, whatever. The guy that looks... The guy that just looks, eh, could be taking ten times more gas than. <laughs> yeah, you, than... you never know. I know guys. Yeah, I know guys that that were on a like some of those island boys are just so strong. I mean, genetically, they're just so gifted. Those guys uh, walk into a gym without ever doing a PED in their lives. Some of those yeah. island boys and bench like four hundred fifty pounds when they're when they're teenagers without yeah ever touching anything. So yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is definitely uh, genetics for sure. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Hey, Plexer. Um, how did you, how did you like the, the narcissist gimmick? I loved it. I always, did you? Uh, I would have loved to have, uh, uh, I, I always loved being a heel at the time. Uh-huh. I think, I think it kind of fit my personality more because yeah. I never lacked confidence in myself. So I always found it a little easier to be an arrogant heel. And I do think it's much easier I don't know if you're making people psychologically uh, hate you than it does have them love you. The wrestling fans are kind of picky and they want to learn to trust you. And really, uh, I think it's easier to get people to hate you. And it can be, you can be a little more outlandish and maybe have a little more fun with your character as a heel. I I did, I, I did both a lot of my career, but uh, I, I, I loved the narcissist and I really thought it could have been a really fun, uh, Fun character to, to let let it flesh out. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a fun gimmick. I just and and oh, before we talk about that, like 
the one of the things I laughed about is when you were a narcissist and you worked with with Kurt at WrestleMania Nine. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I'd been in there with him, and it's like, where are we? And you think he's. Are you Man, serious? Like, yeah, the best workers everywhere. Look, I'm glad you backed me up on that. Yeah, he, once in a while, too much caffeine or whatever, and he'd get in there like, "What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing?" I'm like, "Man, I was sitting around that day, WrestleMania debut, Caesar's Pal. I was back there with my legs crossed. I was a yeah. chip, but man, I got Kurt Henning to lead me through this match. He is going to make me look like a million bucks, me myself and I back then. And yeah. I, I got in the ring. I didn't really." Think about any of this, anything we talked about in the back is, well, Kurt's going to talk me through this. He's going to lead me right through. He got in there locked up. I knew he was a guy who did a lot of ribs. I thought when yep. we locked up initially, he was ribbing me because he did that. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I thought, oh, come on. He goes, no, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I had to try to call the match. I didn't really put the kind of time and energy and thought I normally would have if I was playing more of a role in either leading the match or knowing a lot of the spots because I thought Kurt was going to call everything. Because in the back, because I got this, don't worry, we'll, I'll lead you right through it. He completely blanked out. I was, oh my gosh, unbelievable. Yeah, that, 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 that happened with Kurt sometimes, and that was just, yeah. And he, he's one of the greatest. <clears throat> we and all he was have totally our things. apologetic afterwards. Man, I'm so sorry because uh, we probably didn't have as good a match as, as we would have had if Kurt was, you know, where where he normally yeah. would be at, yeah. uh, as far as knowing 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 all the spots and everything. I was just sort of calling on the fly. I, I wasn't the greatest. I just learned how to call a match, really, right. from Ricky Steamboat before I came to WWE. I was always led by flares and them, you know, and told everything to do in the ring. So, yeah. you know, let's just do this and hit and, hit and flex a lot, you know, so yeah. and bounce those pecs. But I just really learned to call a match properly. And, uh, boy, that, that was nerve-wracking when I got in there with my debut in WrestleMania. And Mr. Perfect and I had to call the match. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But he was... Kurt was such a great guy, awesome. and, uh, such a talent, such a fun guy to be around. He he was totally apologetic. I go, don't apologize. I go, we got through it just fine, Kurt. Some of the best times in my you, life. You saw it. I'm glad you backed me up in that. People oh, think yeah. I'm a kid sometimes that he blanked out. No, no. They thought he was ribbon. No, he blanked out. Yep. And and also at the time, he was a baby face, and he hated being a baby face. He, he hated it. He did. He fought he it like you would not believe. He was kind of ahead of his time. He was kind of that arrogant talented wrestling heel. He was almost really ahead of his time uh, with his character and personality. Oh my gosh. In the attitude era and, and into the two thousands, he would have been, uh, my gosh, what, what a fit, right? Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Hey Lex, um, I came in right around the same time that you did the big, you know, thing with Yoko on the Intrepid. Yeah. yeah. The second biggest slam I've been reminded ever in wrestling besides Andre and Hogan. Okay. The second biggest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yours was more difficult. You got to reach down. Around the world, yeah. Yeah. yeah Actually, push. Sean, that wasn't more difficult. We really? did a walkthrough the week before. They didn't allow me to slam Yoko because they didn't want him to get hurt. I'm the one lifting 627 pounds, and he didn't want him to get hurt. So I was so nervous. I didn't have good footing when I got in that ring there. Yeah. I had cowboy boots on. And Yoko calmed me down and said, don't worry, I got this. Just get a wide base. He literally, I just got a good base and helped turn him. But Yoko, as you know, I called him mm -hmm. the, the dancing bear. He was so, those island boys, so athletic and, and like born to wrestle. 
he literally sl almost slammed himself off of me getting a good base yeah. and, and helped turn him just a little bit. He was that agile. I was so hey. relieved after that. Wow. Hey, he was yeah. unbelievable. Hey, that worked. That freaking worked, Lex. That thing worked. You got, oh, like, instantly. Oh, the man. crowd reaction. The yes. Manhattan skyline in the background and the surprise that we had with me coming down and pushing Bobby Heenan out of the way. The setup was the setup to that whole thing was great. One of they, the great moments I always remember in my career, yeah. for sure. That was one of the things that uh, they asked me about when I was talking about you for the, the network icon special they're doing mm -hmm. on you. And um, to me, in my opinion, is like that whole thing would have would have worked great. Like I just think they they needed to let you come through at SummerSlam, and like it didn't happen. And I mean, they even had balloons come down. It's like, come on, yeah. Man. A lot of people felt that way that that it would have been better to at least show a result, even if I turned the belt over them the following night on Raw. Yeah, and got and got Yoko heat on Yoko. He he did something to me to win it back or something. They felt that with that big a buildup. You kind of as a baby face almost half. You did have come to. through us. It lets all the air out of your tires, literally, literally on the on the Lex Express. So a yeah. lot of people felt that way. I I, I, I enjoyed I the the opportunity, obviously, and it was a great promotion. But a lot of people thought it might have been more beneficial if you're going to still go with Yoko. They had the baby face win and have Yoko win it right back or something might have been good. I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yep. I just. I thought for sure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but Vince, and, and defense of Vince and the decision makers at the time, Vince was really big. You know how much the garden meant to Vince, right? Sure. Madison Square Garden used to stand at the curtain the whole time. Yep. Vince told me, he never promised me the title, but Vince felt Lex, uh, Vince and I had a great relationship. If I, want, if I want to put the title on you, rather than do a SummerSlam, I'd rather wait and do it at WrestleMania 10 at Madison Square Garden. He had that in his head that if you're going to be my guy, I'm going to put the bell on you to face and give you a run with it. I'd rather do it. And then things happened after that, and he ended up putting a bread who was a great champion at the time. Yep. So that didn't work out, but that really was – why did they not give him the belt? That really was Vince's thinking. I'll get I'll get everything revved back up for WrestleMania, and what a, what a way to coronate – Lex is my champion. That's the way we decided to go in WrestleMania 10. That was kind of a, a little back uh, story to that whole thing. I mean, I get where he's coming from with that. Right. Like, then they shouldn't have set you up with the with the you know with the SummerSlam thing to like to, setting you up to fail. Well, at least not let the balloons come down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know what I remember, Lex? <laughs> you know what I right. remember? Like, okay, when they when they, when we. When it looked like, okay, maybe they're going to go with Brett now. Like right. the way you handled that, you were so gracious about all that. You weren't, you didn't, you didn't boo boo face. You didn't walk around pouting. Like you were really cool and really professional well, about all of why, it. Number one, I was very confident I could, wasn't going to like ruin my career here. I had a great right. tour. I was a main event in WrestleMania 10, one of the main event matches. So I was like, well, okay. And plus, don't forget, we thought I was going to do a, a real, long-term angle for what right. long-term angles were the longer back then with, with uh, Kurt Henning and then end up the contract negotiations with Kurt didn't come through, but I thought, wow, now I'm going to really get to work with Kurt. So they had a great, what they hoped was a storyline with Kurt yeah. and I refereeing the match and 
doing the quick count and everything. So they had yeah. a pretty good storyline for me coming out of that uh, WrestleMania 10 with Kurt, which it did, unfortunately didn't work out, but they, they had a good storyline coming out of that. Yeah. And uh, obviously Yoko and Brett, that was a good storyline. It was. But really WrestleMania 10, uh, Sean and Razor, they st- I mean, they stole the show. They stole the show. Match, my gosh. They stole Man. the show and stole other people's time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was unbelievable. Man. Hey, um, oh, I had a brain fart. Um, I I really enjoyed you and Davey teaming. Well, because, I mean, like, just besides the oh, fact that it was, a, powers, it, was, yeah. Yeah, it was a good fit, but, like, I just really enjoyed both of you as, as human beings, too, so that made it even better for me. Yeah, we we, all, had, like, we had a lot of fun with that, a lot of fun traveling together, traveling him and Owen. The masters of the rib, yes. they ribbed me. So I, I was a uh, on the, the Remember overseas. Oh my gosh! Wow, nonstop hey, so, those guys. I so laughed they, so hard I skipped all my ab work for six months traveling with those two guys because I laughed so hard. It was unbelievable. They had me this, arrested coming out of an arena, pulling out of the arena. They, they, they got the somehow Owen them talked the the cops into cooperating with. I don't know how they did that. They got me so good so many times. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! Hey, so funny. Hey, hey, so do you remember um, you're in a tag match with those guys? At, and uh, um, call a press slam, and then Owen deadweights you on the press slam. Me. No, don't get me up. Then, then Davy comes in. Davy comes in and and, and, <laughs> and does ten reps with Owen. They're both. Owen has this, and they do it facing me with Davey smiling and Owen with his head turned, turned like this, smiling at me the whole time. Oh, those guys, unbelievable. And like one time, he, you go to lock up with him and he just falls on the ground and you're just like looking down at yep. him. Like, and lays in the mat with his arms in. Uh-huh. And you can't pick him up. And you try to pick him up. Pick him up. <laughs> and then he was and then, unbelievable. And then the one time, like I think it might have been the same match. Um, he's got you on the floor and he just wraps you up with about 50 feet of cable. Oh, oh yeah. Tied up. Non-stop working with inside and outside of the ring with those guys. Oh, you used to God. put pennies. You used to have the hotel keys. You put your key in the, you get in the door of your hotel room. Yeah. He, I go to the gym. Owen would put pennies in the slot so I couldn't get back oh, in yeah. the room. Oh, yeah. he, he was not. Actually, it wasn't. Stop. Don't ask me why I know this. But it actually wasn't pennies; it was dimes because pennies wouldn't actually fit in the slot. Oh, only sure. dimes. Oh, well, were you a part of that, Sean? New, no, not not. <laughs> <only. laughs> One time I did it to Luna though because um, we were on the bus like in in Germany, and uh, um, I was drinking with Arnie Skolan. Arnie came on the tour with us. Oh, good old Arnie! I, used to play cards with him. What a guy! And I passed out yeah. and and woke up. We got to the building, and everyone's like looking at me, laughing, taking pictures. Um, I see myself in the mirror. I got like a Hitler mustache painted on oh me. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah, with the Sharpie marker, and I yeah, found out it was Sharpie rib. Yeah, yeah. I found out it was Luna, and so I get. Oh the my gosh! Yeah, diamond. The I was on spot. the bus when she did it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't stop her. Sorry. Don't Sean. worry. Don't worry. Oh my gosh! These are great stories. But don't ever fall asleep in an airplane or a bus. Don't try to even catch a nap. Right. Yeah. Did you there any, like? Did you ever get ripped like that though? Anyone shave an eyebrow? I never or got sharpied. Like I, I always got. I was fortunate. I didn't have any real. Uh, most of my ribs are hilarious and good. At, like Owen would get me one time. I was at a diner in Newark near the airport, and Owen uh, put some uh, a Gillette like foamy that gel on my windshield. Yes. It was real cold outside, and it was real. A real as a freezing cold day. 
So they were in the diner first. I come out of the diner. I'm thinking, what, what's this on my windshield? I get the car. It's freezing cold. I turn it on and turn on the squirters with the windshield wipers, and it foams up and freezes. I can't even drive back to the hotel. So I'm trying to get off the, the stuff off my windshield. It wouldn't come off. I was so mad at him when I got back to the hotel. I wanted to fight him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was unbelievable. The stuff he thought of. Man, oh, good times. Good times. Yeah, they were. They were amazing times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I remember, I'm like, all these memories are coming back now, Lex. I remember one time we were staying together and it was like in San Francisco and we were all like having a good time and, you know, drinking and doing whatever. And oh, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, a big takedown tournament breaks out. Like, <laughs> like Kurt, Kurt, you, like. Kurt always started those takedowns. Yes. He'd want to take on the Steiners. and Oh, my gosh. And then and he the was funny, fearless. Kurt was fearless. Oh, yeah. The funniest part of, of that night was like when, when I was going on. For some reason, Ray, Scott Razor comes up behind you and you did something. You you probably didn't even know what you're doing. And like you, I don't. All, all of a sudden, you hear him go, oh, and. Scott's laying on the ground. Like, I don't know what you did. You flipped him or something. It must have been, it must have been <laughs> Stinger called it my Herman Munster. I'm going way back here. My Herman Munster strength. I must have had an adrenaline yeah. surge. I sure didn't know any wrestling moves. That's for sure. Yeah. And hey, Owen, one other Owen. I was in a tag match against The Undertaker, Owen and I. Yeah. Owen, well, we we're getting towards the end of the heat to go home. And Owen said, hey, let's put our bags in the car so we can get back to a hotel and shower back there. I'm like, well, why don't we just shower? He goes, we're going to put our bags in the car, and we're just going to go shower to a hotel. So I didn't know what Owen had literally up his sleeve. He had cucumbers in his in his knee pads. Oh, Undertaker. Yeah. Hates. It's like his kryptonite. It's like Superman's yep. kryptonite. Owen got a rear chin lock on him right before we went home and rubbed that cucumber all in Taker's face and nose. Taker was so oh yeah ticked off we ran from the ring back to the car i was so mad at owen again go taker is gonna kill us we <laughs> ran to the car and screwed back to the hotel before taker because he was the baby face and they won yeah. that so we had to get owen had all set we get to the car and out of the parking lot before yeah. taker came to the back because he was gonna car and kick both our butts nice oh my gosh that I reminds me that. it's it's almost the exact same scenario but i was traveling with with owen in Canada, and he was working with Brett, and he put a can of sardines under the ring. And during the heat, he rolled out and rubbed sardines all over his hand, grabbed Brett in the rear chin lock, and rubbed it all on his face. And by the time, like when the match was over, you know, Brett would go and like, you yeah. know, do the thing with the people for five minutes. And while he was doing that, Owen had his bag ready and out the door. Oh my went. gosh, he was, he was. People don't think that sounds really dumb, but he was so creative <laughs> with that stuff. I'm like, where are you? Where do you get these ideas? I don't know. They just pop into my head. Oh, oh he, and, was, he was something else. And Brett hated it when Owen ribbed him, and he just kept oh, yeah. doing, doing it. Brothers, him. right? Brothers. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. It goes into what we talk about. When we look back at it now, the, the, the memories in the ring and the, the big matches and the yeah. titles and all that stuff, but then the camaraderie and the fun we had on the road, it was uh, just yeah. truly, truly special. Truly yeah. special. Hey, so Lex, I, I'm pretty sure we were actually even traveling together at this mm -hmm. time, but I'm I think it was it was we were up in the the Maritimes or something, right? And then like oh, we, I always got got on those uh, the New Brunswick and Monkins yeah. and the, oh yeah, 
I remember those trips. I was driving the car with with you, and we got we almost we almost hit a moose. It was like a moose in the road. And I then, jinxed us. We stopped at a, at a rest stop. It was after dark, and the state troopers. Yeah, uh, I got a ticket. The, tro the troopers said, "Hey, you guys, be careful out here. Watch out for the moose." And me being who I was back then, I was yeah, right, guys, right. Watch out for the moose. And the trooper looked at me. And goes, "No, you hit one of those moose. You, You're done. You, you, you'll you'll be going back to the states yeah. in a body bag." <laughs> and because those things are ginormous and yeah we almost hit one mm -hmm. that was yeah that because it was got real foggy there too you're driving it after dark like a three-hour trip to the, uh, through those islands with moose fog and moose on the road yeah. my gosh yeah unbelievable yeah we had i remember a good, that i remember we had a pretty, that john we had a pretty good time in moncton usually when we were there oh, that, yeah. was that, that bar called ziggy's oh yeah they had there were some good little like pubs like almost yeah. like UK British type pubs and things. Yeah. yeah. That was hey, a good and, town. And I don't think it was that uh, Maritime strip, but like it was either that one or another one. And we get home and um, next thing you know, there you are um, on the first episode of Nitro. No, yeah. you, no one would like, you didn't like. They had to back me out of their syndicated shows in WWE. I was on their show the following Monday. And I was in Moncton on Sunday. Yeah, I had a tag match against Sean and and uh, and Razor. Yeah. And then uh, the next night, I was in Minneapolis and walked out. Yeah, and I and saw nobody, you there too. But Bischoff and Sting. Yeah, I Man. saw you there. I saw you there too because I was living there at the time, and I, I went to the Marriott and like saw you at the hotel. I was happy for you. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I had some misgivings at the time because the way I had to leave without giving notice, and I had such a good relationship with Vince. Yeah. Uh, contrary to proper opinion, my whole time there, he had me in his home and we worked out together. So to leave the one stipulation Eric had, because by then the, the, the internet was just starting to blossom, not like today's social media, yeah. by any stretch of imagination, but it was hard to keep a secret. So Eric wanted it to be totally secret to, to leave because I was still negotiating on a handshake with to stay at WWE and for me to walk out there and not give any notice to Vince. I, 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 looking back now, I wish I hadn't done that. I did what I thought was best at the time for my career, yeah. me, myself, and I. But if I, I hope, hopefully, if I had done it again, I wouldn't have done that to Vince. I felt, I, I even back then felt really bad about that. It's just, yeah, but like looking at the situation, Lex, like, would it have worked if you'd have told him? Well, no, but it would have been the right thing to do. You're right. I mean, right. there's one of my mentors tells me, Lex, there's never a, a right time to do the wrong thing. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing. So it's I would hope now, that. if I could do it again, that I would, would have done it the right way and just said, you know, you know, Eric, if you don't want to bring me in, I'll just resign with WWE and and uh, whatever storylines have for me there, I'll renew yeah. for two or three years. Or uh, but I'd, I'd have to give my notice that then I would have put it back on Eric to. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Boom. Say it with us. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Oh, yeah, man. It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, uh, Cialis but in chewable form, fraction of the cost. You know, yeah. 
and Blue Chew tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of erectile dysfunction. Yeah, which is good because if you've got ED and you want to have a hard, stiff erection, you should try Blue Chew. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Uh, It's an online prescription service, no visit to the doctor, no awkward conversation like, hey, will you look at my my boner? Is it working? You don't do that. Um, No waiting in line. It ships right to your door. And it's in a a discreet package that does not in any way say boner pills inside. It is very discreet. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine? Like, you have like, yeah, oh, my God. Your mailman's like, hey, I got your boner pills right here. Yeah. Okay, thank you, sir. <laughs> Please let me hide these, and uh, I'll shut the door now. Yes, that's how it works. Uh, like I wonder, especially like uh, if maybe somebody's like trying to hide it from their girlfriend or their wives that they're taking the blue chew, and then well, it shows up. Here's your blue chew. I I don't want to like get you. <laughs> I, I you know we get we get sent some product here, and my girlfriend was like, "Why didn't you get blue chew?" And so I think that I take a little romp here with this thing soon. See if the blue chew is something that. It's just better and maybe fun for me. You know? Hey, here's the thing, Nick. What's that? Why not, man? <laughs> That's what we're that. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, you got people go, oh, I don't need that. What do you mean? How big? Maybe maybe you should ask your girlfriend or wife or significant other uh, whether they believe that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the thing is ask you ask them, right? Don't <laughs> try to hide it. Like be open with your sick of it together. Do you want to give this thing yeah. a run? Hey, do I you mean, think I need blue chew? <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple it's a simple process. You just go over to bluechew.com, you sign up, consult with a licensed medical provider. Uh once you're approved, you get the prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. You don't it's have all to done be, online. And again, you don't have to show your your genitals to anybody to get it. So Oof. Thank God, no one wants to see my genitals right now. Mm, oh, wait. What are you hiding down there, buddy? I just, my dick is broken. All right, got it. Uh, blue so, what's, you know, I told you before, like, I used to see, I used the, the, the blue chew that, um, that is like the, you know, the, the generic version of Cialis because right. that's what my doctor prescribes to me for my condition. Yeah, no, we know, we all know about your broken dick and how blue chew is helping you, yeah. you know, with, with your broken dick. You know, every, yes. Every tiny Tim needs a crutch, you know. So if if you have a broken dick, maybe you should get some Blue Chew too. Absolutely, because it's uh, Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient, strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem. Uh, Blue Chew's Sildenafil, Sildenafil, and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Um, yep. They're made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So a lot of great stuff. Yep. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code PRO. Again, that's promo code PRO at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code PRO to receive your first month free. And we thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Make the decision, right? Yeah. But I, I didn't. But uh, yeah. so. Okay, everybody. This is the segment of the show where we invite a wrestling journalist slash media personality on to talk about a moment or a match uh, from my career. Uh, and this week, 
Uh, joining us is Sean Rossap from Fightful. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. It's an honor to be on, and, and I'm I'm super excited. I get to talk to you about your run in Chikara. Like that's something that I've I've always wanted to know about. It was so fascinating to me because you brought back the one two three kid. Yeah. Hey, you want to let kind of fill in fill in uh, for people that aren't familiar with what we're talking about here? Yeah. So so in like I think it was probably 2011, you popped up at King of Trios. And you were with Team Minnesota. It was Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. But you had the one, two, three kid gimmick. You had your face shaved. You had the gear. You had the headband, all that stuff. And I mean, maybe I could be wrong, but I think that was probably the first time since 1996 you had done that. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, you know, uh, like usually, Sean, I would never do that. Like that's the past. And I look back fondly on that, but like it's just like, eh. You know, yeah. like that kind of thing could be real cringy, you know, but it just, once I, once I learned, you know, what Chikara was all about, like, man, and, and, you know, Quackenbush, like he's, man, he had a vision on what he wanted and I, he, he knew exactly what he wanted, let's put it <laughs> that way. And, um, and it was a, the Chikara universe, I guess yeah. we'll call it like, it's fascinating to me. Like some things I didn't like about it. You know, I don't like the, the slow motion spots and shit like that, but it worked in their, you know, in their environment. But <clears throat> anyways, how were you so, approached for it? That's I, I'm, I'm just so intrigued about that. Like even to the point to where were you like, okay, I got to shave my face for this. Yeah. So yeah, he, he hit me up about it and, like initially, like my, my knee jerk reaction is no, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not doing it, you know? And, um, so then, you know, I thought about it and I just, I thought, you know what, this could be really good. It could be really good. Good for me. And, uh, and like, after it was over with, I was happy I did it. I mean, they're like, I, you know, um, my match with, with Generico, that's one of the, oh, yeah. That's the last like really good singles match I, I ever had. So, you put, you uh, put him over big after the match too, because oh yeah, I remember after that you you contemplated retirement in front of the whole crowd because you you gave this speech and you said this might be my last year and I couldn't think of anything anybody better to go out against than El Generico. Yeah, and he was like he was a great opponent and it was just like they didn't even have to tell me to finish it was just I automatically like he he goes over. Like, you know, I'm an old dude. And, uh, uh, anyways, yeah. It, and, um, you know, the, the other matches that we had, uh, it was like, a, it was like the, the tournament, this, this, you know, the King of Trios. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like that. Oh, it was like a, was like a light heavy, it was like a cruiserweight yes. light heavyweight gauntlet or something like that. You, right? you did this because Amazing yeah. Red was in there and Frightmare, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah. So, and, um, what was cool is, uh, you know, I got to get in there with Hakushi and uh, Sasuke again. Yes. And to, you know? to go. Like, to go was yeah, in there. Togo, yeah. He's, I'm sorry. Still, he's still around. Yeah. I can't believe I, I can't believe I left him out because uh, Dick Togo was my very first match in Cork and Hall, the very first time I wrestled in Japan. And I loved, we had great chemistry. He was so good in there. So that was like a weekend of stuff. And it, it had probably been a while since you had worked Hakushi too, right? Because I know that you worked oh, yeah. him a bunch that 
year or so that he was there in WWF. Oh yeah. Like I was for a while there, I was his main opponent, you know, like cause um, Hakushi and I, well, his name is Shinzaki. Yeah. Um, we did a tour of, of Japan in like 94. It was right before Hakushi got hired. He got hired off of that tour because like I had a hell of a match with them. And yeah. then like he worked with Undertaker and, you know, not to go off into the weeds, but anyways, everyone was impressed with them. It was great to have him. I had great matches with them. SummerSlam 95. And a lot of people don't know this still, even though I've mentioned it uh, many times. Uh, I, that's where I got the Bronco Buster from. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I can't believe people don't remember that was one of Hakushi's moves. He would do that in the corner, but he wouldn't do the, you know, uh, uh, yeah. he wouldn't do it all the, you know, the extra, uh, extra reps. Like I did. So, so when, when you're doing this, I mean, you, it had been 15 or gosh, I think 13, 14 years since you had done the one, two, three kid thing. Was that an original one, two, three kid singlet? Did you have to have new gear made? How'd that work? Yeah, no, I had new gear made. It looked exactly like an old one too. Yeah. We tried, like I have this lady Jolene and she makes a lot of people's gear. She's from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a great job. And so yeah, she just she made it for me real quick, and it it looked a lot like, a lot like the older stuff that I the older one two three kids stuff I wore, and um, I was so sure like okay I'm done with this after the after the show that I gave it to uh, Colt Cabana. I gave the oh. yeah he has it hanging up in his, his studio somewhere. So that leads me to wonder because obviously you didn't retire after that because you came yeah. back a year and a half later and did it again. You teamed with. Aldo Montoya and Tatanka in in the 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 King of Trios, and I'll I'll say this: they did not waste your appearances there. You were facing Jerry Lynn, Tommy Dreamer, yeah. and Scorpio. How first off, did you obviously didn't have plans to bring that gimmick back, as you said? But what did you think when they said, "Hey, we'd love to have you back"? You know, I I had, I had already said I'm not doing it, and like thinking back on it, Sean, I can't remember why I ended up uh, acquiescing because I didn't want to. And it was to the point where like that second time, honestly, I didn't even shave, you know, like I only, like I was all in on the first one, not so much on the second one, just to be honest with you. And I mean, I know that weekend. So basically I know the first two times you were there, you filmed three matches each weekend and you were, you were doing stuff with, with, just incredible Aldo Montoya and Tatanka. And I know a lot of people have, have often referenced uh, just incredible as like a forgotten member of the click or something like that. What was it like working with him again? Cause I mean, obviously you all did stuff with X factor. I mean, it was fine. It's it's always good to see PJ, Uh, you know, all those guys, you know, I remember like, I, I I mean, warlord and barbarian, I think were there as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they they always yeah. get teams like they'll they'll bring in Glacier and they would they yeah. would bring in a lot of teams like that that had some ties together and I mean did you think any certain thing when they said uh, by the way Aldo and Tatanka no no because <laughs> like like honestly nothing would surprise me with with them you know them being that you know Chikara is because like almost anything works there. It's just that, you know, the one, like, uh, not to jump around, but this is still, we're still talking about Chikara. Sure. Uh, um, Quackenbush 
decided it was a good idea to bring Billy and I in as DX. Yes. But then when we got there, no one told Billy it's family friendly and he's oh, really no. strict about that. And of course we, you know, do the suck it thing and like everyone's going, Oh no. And it's like, and Billy thinks everyone's joking. So he does it again. And Oh my God. I'm like, this is the one place where they didn't want that, which yeah. really like, why the fuck book DX then? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, for a while, they booked you with Marty. Yeah. Like like several times they booked you with times, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I, I remember working with the Young Bucks as uh, you know, Marty and I versus the Young Bucks on a Shikara yeah. show. Yeah. And the heartthrobs yeah. too. I remember that one. And then you all were in the, the battle royal that did have Barbarian and Warlord. Like that that seemed like a pretty deep cut to go back to you yeah. and Marty Janetti, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was cause because I mean, I was like, well, you've got DX members and you've teamed with so many different people. It was and, hard because Marty's, you know, Marty's ankle was really bad. And, yeah. um, you know, we just tried to figure out ways around it. And like Marty was still great out there, but it was really like, man, it's sad, you know, it broke my yeah. heart, you know? I mean, what he had left of it. Like, I remember yeah. when I finally saw it, it was, it was rough. And didn't he finally get that fixed? Like in the last few years or something? I, honestly, I don't know. It's I hope so he did. bad though. It was, like the only person I've ever seen with ankle that bad is, Butch Miller from the from the uh, Bushwhackers, oh, yeah. so bad. But you know, since you since you wanted to talk about the subject, like I want to focus in a little bit on uh, my match with Generico. Oh, please, yeah, because it was you know, um, like I was saying a little bit ago, I consider that my last great singles match, and um, uh, yeah, he was great out there. And the thing is, is uh, he did an interview recently. I think it was. I think it was with Ryan Satin. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but um, uh, Sammy was talking about like different people. He's really cleaned their clock with this, with that kick he does. The Haluva kick, yeah. Yes, yeah, and I'm I'm definitely one of them. I, <laughs> I I can confirm what he said. Like he he, boy, man, he cleaned my clock with it, and I think he got me with another one while I was on the apron to get me to the floor before he did this uh, cabrata on me. Um, but you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. And I, and you know, like I've, I've been in that situation where working with guys like, you know, really look up to. Yeah. And like the same thing happened in my match with Bret Hart. Like <laughs> Bret will tell you, if you ask Bret, like a couple of those things that I hit him with in there, like, like, like a couple of those kicks and maybe even the leg drop off the top. I can't remember. It was one of those, but man, he said, I gave him a couple of like the all time greatest potatoes he's ever gotten, you know? So I always, I always wondered like what the margin of error was for your spin kick in the air. Cause I think that's the prettiest <laughs> kick. Yeah. That's, I think it's the prettiest kick Not in much. wrestling history. Thanks. And, and when I, that's, that's specifically the move that I saw that I was like, I got to hunt down this Chikara show. It's one, two, three kid doing that kick again. I got to see it. And it looked as good as ever. Like, how how did you feel in there working as the one two three kid? Did it really did it affect you at all? Were you were you thinking different? Were you you were working a little bit different? Anything like that? Yes, I was working. I was working like the one two three kid. I love you know, it. I was going in there with that mindset, you know, putting a match together. I did, you know, like because it would be easy to like fall back and like, oh hey, let me get the Bronco Buster in right here. But you know, it was a it's not the not the right time or place for yeah. that. 
Because <laughs> I, I remember I, I would see, I think it was the flip, the, the Tope Kangiro over the top rope. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. that, that's another one, two, three kid yeah. move right there. I, and there I, was one part, there was, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. No, that's okay. There was one part where, um, and I, I do this spot every now and then, like it's a good, good heat spot. It really cut me off. Like we're on the floor and I think I did a dive to him and, uh, you know, I, I got him into the corner post and I came charging and he popped me up over his, over him. You know, you see that kind of thing, you know, here and there, but like I nodded myself on the post and then just took a pop oh. to the floor. And like that took a little bit out of me too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Yeah. But all those things, those are calculated risks. You know, like I went in thinking, you know, I'm going to come out of this match, probably not feeling too good. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, that was your last match of the weekend too, wasn't it? Thank God. <laughs> so after that match is when you gave that speech and you were like, this might be it. What yeah. was going through your mind? And was it like, I don't know if I can top this anytime soon or was your body just feeling it? Uh, I, I was just in the moment. I was just in the moment, Sean. I, you know, I was soaking everything in all the love and, you know, all that coming at me. And then like, um, like one of the coolest things ever, uh, moments ever for me, like that made me feel, uh, um, amazing was when I walked back through the curtain, like everybody, everybody in the locker room, the whole roster, everyone that was there, like standing ovation and, um, just, you know, that's the kind of thing that really, uh, man, it doesn't get any better than that when you're yeah. for, for us. You know? And that that crowd was screaming at you. You still got it and all that stuff like like during that period. <laughs> and obviously we mentioned them bringing you back a few more times as one, two, three kid. I remember like I, you wrestled Hallow Wicked in like 2013, but you were Sean Waltman then, I think, instead of one, two, three kid. And then you came back, as you said, with Billy Gunn as X-Pac. Did, did like something happen where you're like, yeah, no, it's it's time to move past the yeah. one, two, three kid thing. Yeah. Cause like, like I said, I told him that was it. That was the only time I was doing it. And, and I made an exception, you know, but I'm not one, two, three kid. It doesn't have a beard, <laughs> you know, and I don't walk around, you know, in my daily life without a beard anymore. You know, this is me. So, you know, sorry, Either like, I know you might want to see one, two, three kid, but. <laughs> not shaving the fucking beard anymore either before or after that had you had people try to do the one two three kid gimmick or book him no 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 one even you know no one ever thought of it and you know um it's not surprising which i mean that's that's the thing you you were always the same guy within kayfabe but you had four different names or personalities that got over between waltman six x-pac and the one two three kid so, I mean, that, and that's a very unique thing into where you never portrayed a different human being. You were just, right. you were the same guy with different names. Yeah. Thank you for, for putting it that way, because that's why I try to tell people and they're like, what was your favorite gimmick? I'm like, I didn't really have a gimmick. Yeah. Like if there was ever any kind of a gimmick, it was the underdog gimmick coming yeah. or it's coming in. Right. If you want to call anything a gimmick, but like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the mailman or the, the or the plumber or like, I was still, you know, I was me. Ron Artest and, and Meta World Peace are the same person. Same. It's just different yeah. names. Yeah. Yep. And it, I would imagine it had to do with intellectual property, which which leads me to another question. With Chikara bringing out one, two, three kid, Aldo Montoya, Tatanka, 
I'm pretty sure Tatanka can use Tatanka wherever the hell he wants. But one, two, three kid and Aldo Montoya, I know at one point were definite WWE intellectual properties. I don't know if they had lapsed or what, but was there any like question of that? Like, will I get in any trouble for this? No, no, because uh, they're pretty good about, about that yeah. stuff with me. And um, it was just, they're, they're not, they weren't a big enough fish for, I think, WWE to worry about. And they just wanted to kind of let me do my thing, I think. Yeah, because uh, you, you would often hear about like demolition getting the kibosh on, on that, which, I mean, that seems like a much different situation. They have often been litigious with WWE, and it doesn't seem like you've ever had that that type of issue with them. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Nope. Hey. I've always wondered about that because I remember I remember just like seeing you out there in that. And of course, the Generico match, that's what truly put him on my radar because I wasn't really deep into the indies at that point. And I was like, well, who is this guy? And then I was like, well, we'll never see that again. And the next thing I know, you're working Jerry Lynn, Tommy Dreamer and Scorpio. Right. So it's like, like I got to be honest with you. I wish I would have done that second one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. I should have just left it at that. Like after that generico match, I should never have put on one two one two three kid gear ever again. So so wait a second, you gave but Mike Quackenbush. Quackenbush is really like really um uh man, he really hard sells shit to you. Like you've yeah. heard him talk in the locker room, and you know he's very inspirational to his to his roster when he has those meetings, and you know so. I don't so know. that. I so I got to ask, uh, as we wrap up, you said that you gave the gear to Colt Cabana the first time. Did you have to ask for it back? Or did you have more gear made the second time? Wow. I had more gear made. <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. So there, there are quite a few sets of one, two, three kid gear out there. Well, there's a couple, I guess. Cause I mean, I wasn't going to ask for, I wasn't going to tell yeah. Colt to give me my one, two, three <laughs> kid gear back. Unless I'm forgetting something and I had yeah. him, like like lend it to me i, I i'm don't gonna think ask that's him <laughs> should <laughs> ask him oh that's fantastic well thank you so much for for letting me in on all this stuff like that was such a fun run too and that's that's one of those things like separate of ring of honor and i had seen human tornado and scorpio sky have some dance-offs on the indies and stuff like that yeah but that was like one of those things where it was a fun moment but it was also a serious like it wasn't comedy it was right just something from my childhood that I was like, wow, this is working and it's really good. Yeah. That was the thing about Chikar at the time. That was so cool about it. Like there was, you could have that and you could also have all the other things that Ch- Chikar uh, has to offer. Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, across the ring from you was Scorpio and too cold. Scorpio was one of my original favorite wrestlers. Oh my God. Incredible. So I would say that. that guy's incredible, Sean, like, you know, to get, you know, I know I'm kind of veering off here, but, I mean, and he's not, he's, I don't think he's ever actually been a junior heavyweight. Like, no. Two gold Scorpio is a big man. 240. To move like that, at his lightest, he's 240. Like, people don't realize he's like. His ass weighs 240. He weighs more than Stipe Miocic, a UFC heavyweight champion does. Former UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Sean. Hey, man. um, I really appreciate you uh, coming on to talk with me about that. I, I appreciate uh, your choice of topics oh, I because love you know there are certain ones that people would automatically go to like oh the invasion the this yeah and that. but like I love talking about stuff that a lot of people don't bring up 
Uh, learning learning is my favorite part of this job and every time i've seen that clip i was like i gotta know everything about that and hey man and also i I, i'm very grateful you've always been real supportive uh you know xbox one two three sixty in the past and you know of everything i do so i appreciate that hey i mean if if nothing else one more thing thank you um uh, Denise Salcedo's killing it with you guys. She, I was about to say yeah. that. If nothing else, Denise Salcedo was I, like, I found out who she was because of one, two, three, sixty. She would send the transcripts in. She would uh, be on your show. And first show I had with her, I was like, "Yep, this is this is the one. This is the girl that that we want on on our team as yes. much as possible." Yep. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, you, you've you've helped so many people in wrestling, not just in the ring, but in wrestling media too, get get their voices out there. And I don't think enough has been said about that. There's a whole lot of people that, that get a platform to exist in this space because, because of you and learning from you. So I appreciate it. Oh, thanks man. Thank you, Sean. All right, everybody. Here we are again with Tic Tac Toe Hold. This is the playoffs from last week. We didn't have a winner last week, so uh, I want to thank them for coming back again this week. Uh, let me just bring the contestants in right now. Uh, first, he's from Chicago, Illinois. He's a comedian. Ladies and gentlemen, EJ Cameron. What's Woo! up, EJ? What's that, Sean? Wow, I actually got that right. You did it, man. I, I love it. <laughs> Ooh, that was take two. You shouldn't see the first take. Actually, I don't want you to see the first take. What first uh, take? That was the take. <laughs> I'm always pretty honest about my shit. So, um, anyways, his opponent coming to us from across the Atlantic Ocean, all the way from Dublin, Ireland. Ireland. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got alerts going off, all kinds of shit. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, from Dublin, Ireland, please welcome Gerard Bose. Great. What's up, Gerard? Great. Oh, it's great to be back, Sean. Thanks for inviting me. This no, is like thank the, you, man. This is like the Flare Steamboat series of uh, Tic-Tac-Toe Hold. I hope not. Oh, actually, we had two, <laughs> actually, we had two rounds last week, right? Yeah. Uh, exactly. the, yeah, yeah, so this is the third final round. Okay. With, with, with a, you know, the cream yes. of the crop. All right, so yeah, so this kind of ste- steamboat flourish in that way. I You're going you. down, Gerard. Mm. Uh, don't feel like doing the job today, EJ. Hey, so how about we uh, find out what the categories are for today? I don't even know what they are. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, here are the categories for this round of tic-tac-toe hold. Uh, in the upper left-hand square, we have WWE WrestleMania 37. Uh, in the upper middle square, we have fiendish questions. In the upper right square, we have evolution. It's a mystery. Okay. In the left middle square, we have mixed pro wrestling arts. And in the center square, we have it's gotta be Kane. On the middle right square, we have new age trivia. Bottom left square, we have Uncle Cracker. What the fuck? Uh, bottom middle, infamous ribs. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Fuck. I didn't read any of these fucking questions either. So, all right. In the bottom right square, we have hometown pride. You guys ready? Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, how do we figure out who's goes first? Because you guys, like, nobody was, like, we didn't have a winner last week. It was one to one. Um, all right. So, how do the we rock, do rock, paper, scissor, you guys? Do it. Rock, paper, scissor. All right, Ready? here we go. Rock, paper, scissors. One, two, three, go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, Gerard, got, Gerard wins with rock. EJ had scissors. You should always go with rock. Well, I don't know, because somebody could pull out paper. Paper, you never know. The tink and what are you doing? All right. All, right. All right, Gerard. What do you say? Some interesting new categories. Uh I'll go for the middle. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. All right. Okay, everybody. What city is Glenn Jacobs the mayor of? Actually, it's not really a city, but do you know the answer to that? Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh. I don't know, man. I, we need a judge in here because, like, technically, I need some help in here. Could somebody I, pop in, I please? I'm more of a politico than me. It's Knox County, right? It's Knox County. Yeah, like, I don't want to be a dick. Like, okay. like this isn't fucking Jeopardy, like, where there's, like, you know, you got, you know. Yeah, but if I, man, I just can't give it to you. No. I just don't know if I can give it to you. I, I, I don't, that's why I need some help. That's why I need some fucking help in here with the like I need a judge to, to weigh in on this. It's not it's not right. I'll help okay, you. Okay, thank you. That's okay. all I needed. <laughs> so I don't have to be the fucking dick. <laughs> thank you. All right. All right, Gerard. Um, sorry about that, man. No, no worries. You are wrong. You are incorrect. Okay, EJ. Uh, I'm gonna go with evolution. It's a mystery. Evolution. It's a mystery. All right. Okay. Here's your question, EJ. What was the main event of WWE Evolution? It was. No googling, bro. I don't, I don't even have a way to Google. Okay. <laughs> <Do you look laughs> <at your> phone. <laughs> you are screen behind. Oh, my phone is right here. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, man, I'm going to go with uh, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. <laughs> okay. Apparently, it was Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. Ah, ah, I um, did not know that. <laughs> all right, yeah, I know that. Okay. Did you know this? Does that sound right? Now that you said, yeah, I was okay. like, ah, Evolution was one of those pay per views that's kind of like the random ones. I was like, which one? Hey, so, hey, EJ, I just want to apologize for insinuating that you might be cheating. Yeah, how dare you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here thinking, you're like, hey, I was like, ah. yeah. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit. All right. Okay. Um, so nobody's on the board yet. Gerard? Uh, 
I'll go for infamous ribs. Infamous ribs. Okay. Okay, here we go. What pickled vegetable? No, it's not. That's that's not how it goes. It's not. They're not pickled. All right. What vegetable did Owen Hart find funny rubbing an Undertaker's face during a match? Was it cucumber? Correct. Correct. The story is is that Undertaker, I don't like. He, he, he doesn't say he's like allergic to cucumbers, but yeah, it's just like, it's one of those things, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Where it's, yeah. He hates them. He fucking yeah. hates cucumbers. Like, you get, you like that's heat. Like that's heat getting shit. That's not a fucking funny joke. Oh, wow. Although, oh, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> was there one, I don't know if you told that story before, but it was one about sardines that Owen did, was it? But he, no, that was Brett. That was that Owen did that. To that was Brett. Brett. I did that Brett. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the same same rib, but it was uh, it was sardines instead of cucumbers. <laughs> that was great. So okay, Gerard on on the board in the bottom middle square. Okay, EJ. I'm gonna go with it's got to be Kane. Gotta be keen. Okay, here we go. In the middle square. What was the name of the In Your House pay-per-view that Kane debuted at? Uh, Bad Blood. Correct. Nice. See, I wouldn't know that kind of like I, that's that's impressive, EJ. With no Google, look at that. Yes. <laughs> it's nice of you not to cheat, EJ. You know, I'm probably not to, man. I only cheat on diet. <laughs> so, what do you say, Gerard? Uh, I'll try Hometown Pride. Hometown Pride in the bottom right-hand square. Minnesota is known as the land of... Oh. Uh, wow, man, that's brutal for you. Cause... Go is ahead. It, is it Lakes? It's 10,000 lakes. Sorry. That's a tough one for you, bro. I know because, like, you know, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't expect you to get that. Sorry, dude. I live in America, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> you Come on, dude. Like, you live, in, you live in the Midwest. I would expect you to get that, EJ. I was going to say Viking, so don't ask me, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. All right. Okay, so EJ. Uh, I'm going to go with Mixed Pro Wrestling Arts. Mixed Pro Wrestling Arts. Mixed Pro Wrestling Arts. Okay. True or false? Undertaker has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. False. Apparently, that's true. I did not know that. Okay. Me neither. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. You know, like, that's crazy because it takes, like, 10, it takes over 10 years to get a black belt in Brazilian yeah, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Well, that's why I was really shocked. To... I was like confident. No. I was like, no, false. <laughs> I mean, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like you go, you take Taekwondo or karate, like they'll give you a, a fucking black belt as long as you pay, you know, um, pay your dues every month and stick around for a couple of years. But man, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's like a 10-year deal, man, to get a black belt. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, if you're, that's if you're like going every, like seriously training and not, you know, not just going and doing it as a hobby, like on the, you know, 
once or twice a week or whatever. But wow, wow, that's impressive. Noted. Yeah, man. So okay. Do I dare go back with hometown pride? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's either that or Uncle Cracker. So I'll, I'll go back with hometown pride. Okay, back to hometown pride. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is the Minnesota State bird? I mean, who the fuck is going to get this? <laughs> I don't think Minnesotans get this. I don't fucking, I didn't know this. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't be blue, stupid, blue. Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a fucking uh, dumbass. Blue board. <laughs> what? A blue board. No, sorry, man. Sorry. God, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't get this. <laughs> I, like, like I didn't know it either, man. To be honest yeah. with you, and I'm oh, a Minnesotan. Anyway. Apparently, it was a loon. Oh, Co- common loon. <laughs> yeah, All right. That's... <laughs> God, how could you not get that, Gerard? No, no. Yeah, come on, Gerard. So disappointed in you. I, I didn't prep for the the Shit. words of uh, Minnesota. All sure. right. All right. Okay, EJ. <laughs> you know what? I got to humor you, too. Well, I'm going to go with hometown pride. Yeah, pride. Oh, <laughs> so, shit, man. My due diligence to see what I know about Minnesota. <laughs> I thought this was like, you know, different hometowns and different wrestlers or stuff. But, Me yeah. too. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jesus. I'm, okay, I'll just read it how it sounds. Okay, the state of Minnesota is currently in court against which police officer? Oh, man. Ha! Oh, holy shit, EJ. I you know. better fucking get this. Uh, Cooper. Holy fuck, man. I can't believe you didn't uh, get that. <laughs> I know this one. I, I just read it earlier. Oh, holy man. shit. No, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I know this, I know this. Derek Chauvin. Oh, my God. Thank God, dude. I don't know how you'd be able to show... Like, honestly, I don't know how you'd be able to show your fucking face if you didn't get that right. I was confusing the other police murder. My bad. Oh, okay. (laughs) Ooh-wee. That's a close one, EJ. Yeah, I was sitting there like, man, I should know this. I I truly thought it was the most recent one that happened. So, you got that one. Man, I'm so proud of you, EJ. Now, and that what they call a false finish there? Did I do that? Is that how Man, you it was. I think it's a screwjob finish, more like it. It was a. It was a <laughs> you said Cooper. I was thinking. I, I was go. taking. I was driving a Mini Cooper to the answer in my brain. <laughs> Work with me here, Gerard. <laughs> All right, you guys. I gotta um, go. WrestleMania 27 for the, the block. Okay. WrestleMania 37 for the block. Which superstar saw themselves humiliated at the hands of the Bella Twins at WrestleMania 37? Uh, Was it Bailey? Correct. Damn. Ding, 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 ding. That's like 
Sorry, I forgot. I forgot sound effects up until now. Ding, 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 ding. Boy, people are going to be sick of this fucking game after this. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Thank God we're putting Tic Tac Toe hold to rest for a little while while we bring out a new game. I mean, Tic Tac Toe holds over. We want to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. I'm going to go with New Age Trivia. New Age Trivia. Okay, here we go. New Age Trivia. In the right middle square. Okay, what was the name of the stable that Kip and BG James debuted in TNA in 2008? VKM, uh, also known as Voodoo, Voodoo Kin Mafia. You are correct. Hey. Very nice. Nice one, EJ. Switch. Okay. Uh, again, I'll have to go for the block, so Mixed Pro Wrestling Arts. Oof. Mixed Pro Wrestling Arts. Okay, for the block. How many times has Brock Lesnar been WWE champion? I'm going to go with six. I'm sorry, Gerard. The answer, the correct answer is five. Damn. So sorry. It was one or the other, and I was like, oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, EJ, you have two choices. You can win oh, in two different ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. I missed that, actually. It was over there, too, so. It's okay. This is the best I've ever done at Tic-Tac-Toe. Uh, I'm going to go with Evolution. It's a mystery. It's what I started with, I'm going to end with for the okay. W. By the way, that's Tic-Tac-Toe-Hold to you, EJ? You're right. You're right. Tic-Tac-Toe-Hold. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. For the win. Again, for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Singer Lizzie Hale opened WWE Evolution alongside what Alice Cooper guitarist? Uh, Frig, come on. Uh, <laughs> um, Alice Cooper guitarist? Slash? Nope. Nina Strauss. Yeah, Anita Strauss. Oh, why can't I get those questions? Come on, you guys. We got we to gotta wrap this up. Gotta, we need somebody to win here. Um, I'll go back, Mix Pro Wrestling Arts. Okay. What UFC Hall of Famer guest refereed an ROH match between Brian Danielson and Loki in 2002? Take a fucking say, guess, Gerard. He's got to say T O R T S. I don't know. Sorry, man. Ken, the answer is Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Uh, all Shamrock. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, I'm going to follow up with uh, Mixed Pro Wrestling Arts as well. I'm going to do that. 
I mean, I'm going to have to make up a fucking question out of nowhere then because we All don't right, have any more questions. Evolution. 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 What superstar was initially replaced by Batista as a member of Evolution? Uh, Mark Jindrak. You win. Thank God. EJ Cameron is the winner, everybody. Congratulations. Hey, Gerard. Hey, man. Gerard, I want to thank you, man. And um, You had some really tough questions that I didn't expect you to get, man. Yeah, I mean, I know I called those. you. I know I called you a fucking dumbass and stupid and all that shit. But like, I, I I'm almost like a hundred percent sure you you know I was just joking, right? Absolutely no. no so your your feelings are your feelings aren't hurt. Okay, your feelings aren't hurt. It was just for you know entertainment purposes. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Gerard, I want to thank you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming back on for a second time. Cool. And us, really good. hey. Um, my love to everyone in Ireland. Um, man, I had a great time over there. Hope to come back again one day. Hopefully. Yeah, this is going to say. Hope to see you. And e- EJ, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Gerard, man. You're tough. You're tough. I don't know. You're cool. Hey, so, mate, I mean, maybe when we do tic-tac-toe again, you could be the defending champ, EJ. I would love to. Okay. We can never right, be much. Well, ladies and, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're at the end. I'm sorry, but we're at the end of this edition of Tic Tac Toe Hold. Um, so thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you right here next week. I think maybe with another game show. Um, or maybe not. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Pro Wrestling for Life. Uh, I want to thank Sean Ross Sapp. I want to thank my dear friend. Total Package, Lex Luger. Uh, I want to thank you, Nick, and all of you. So uh, uh, is there anything that I need to say that I haven't said already before we say goodbye to everyone? Here's what I'm going to say, Sean. Next week, we had a lot of great guests. I mean, we start off with Ric Flair, right? We had Lex Luger today. Um, Next week's guest is somebody that's, uh, let's just say, a little more mainstream. You, You may have seen him recently. I think rather than announcing them here at the end of the show... I'll say that Monday, about an hour before Raw, we'll announce who next week's guest is there so everybody can go check it out. We can all find out together at a big, exciting surprise moment. Does that sound good to you? That sounds great. Okay, wonderful. And we'll do that, too, with the journalist who's coming next week because this, again, Lex and Sean Banger show, we'll do it over on socials, at ProRes4, number four life. Go subscribe to us over on Twitter. Great way. Everybody just have some fun here on Monday before Raw. Of course, like we said, the, the Pro Wrestling for Life Patreon page up and running right now. Nearly full archives of X-Pac 12360. Full archives, I'm sure, by the end of the weekend. Uh, extended interviews. And we're going to be doing, we're going to announce some fun new stuff that we're going to roll out of the Patreon here starting yes. month here in about a week. Or yeah, so. you can be a Patreon member for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. I mean, maybe a Starbucks coffee, but, you know, a cup of coffee nonetheless. Not even like the biggest Starbucks coffee. Right. Just- Venti or not Venti, Grande or whatever. Yeah. Maybe the middle size. Uh, Go check out our Pro Wrestling T-Store. We'll have a new shirt up there as well. But that's really about everybody. I'm I'm at House Rebel, H-A-U-S Rebel over on Twitter. And if you like me on this show, uh, Monday through Friday, I do the the Wrestling Inc. Daily. You can hear me talk about the news with fun people and other folks out there. I never never mentioned that enough. I feel like I should give that love on this platform as well, Sean. Yes. 
Yeah. I agree. Right. Thank you. All right. Well, that's all I got. What do you want to say here to wrap up the show? I just want to say, uh, once again, might be sound redundant. Thanks again for tuning in uh, to this episode of Pro Wrestling for Life. Oh, my God.